0: Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to all of you who've been leaving ratings and reviews for the show. If you love the show and you haven't left a rating or review, please head over to iTunes and do that. You can leave a rating in like less than two seconds. Just click on the number of stars. And if you have a few extra minutes, leave a review for me. I always appreciate that. Wanted to kick off the show with reading a most recent review. And this one is from Joe. And I love that we have a man leaving a review. There actually are many men who listen to this podcast. I know that it's mainly women on the show who get coached. So men, come on, get on the wait list. I'd love to get you on. But I, I hear from men all the time who, who love the show and listen. So... Thank you guys for listening. So Joey writes, as a man, we are used to sucking our feelings away up into our chest and keeping it there like a forgotten stone. Christine has helped with the exhalation of these feelings. Thank you very much for your genuine honesty and care of each person you bring on. You've helped my life immensely. Much love, Joey. Thank you, Joey. Thank you for being a man who is no longer sucking his feelings inside. None of us men or women, and that's not good for any of us. And as you'll see in this episode, it can be really, really detrimental to suck our feelings inside because they lead to a lot of limiting beliefs and often the feeling of being lost like Stacey is dealing with in today's episode. Before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor for the show today, which is Songfinch. And Songfinch is a personalized gifting company that brings stories, feelings, and memories to life through one of a kind songs. With the option to have a song created from scratch or to personalize an existing song foundation, their community of professional songwriters will handcraft the most personal gift you can give. So, this is so cool, you guys. Personalized songs, like a song you either invent from scratch or you build off of something you've started start at $99 and are delivered within seven days. There's a songwriting community of 30 plus professional musicians, and it's growing every week. Your song lives on a personal URL called Your Story homepage, where you can listen and download the song, read the lyrics, learn about your songwriter, and share your song. Now here is the promo for my listeners. So it's good for the personalized song from scratch option only, but from my point of view, that's almost the better option to be able to build one from scratch. All you need to do is go to songfinch.com and use the promo code over it for 10% off your personalized song from scratch. Again, that's songfinch.com songfinc dot com. Use a promo code over it 10% off your personalized song from scratch. How cool is that? So it's my last week here in Australia bittersweet, bittersweet indeed. I thought I was going to stay longer, but I got the boot. <laughs> I don't mean that Australia's kicking me out. Although if I stayed too much longer, my visa probably would expire, but I got the boot in terms of I fractured my foot. I'm so bummed about this. I'll talk more about it at another episode. I'll probably write a blog about it and do a video, but the short story is a little too much running on the feet barefoot. And I'm wearing a super sexy, you know, one of those big kind of like RoboCop boots. Not exactly how I wanted to spend my last two weeks here, but you know, you write a book called Expectation Hangover and become masterful at dealing with them. So I am dealing with this curveball. A lot of people have said, oh, it's because you need to slow down. And that's actually not true. I've slowed down quite a bit. I got that message loud and clear last June. So I've really been more balanced and slowed down. And and what I know to be true about this injury so far is it's two things. It's really about stepping forward in certain areas of my life. More on that later. Make sure you sign up at christinehasler.com to read my blog and watch the video about that but it's also about my body telling me okay you need to be grounded for a while. I've been traveling around and moving around and doing all kinds of different things and it's so fun, uh, but I think that my body is craving some roots. So I'll be headed back to California and spend at least 2 months there and rooting myself for a bit and then and then it's on to Europe. So the body's always talking to us. It's a matter of, are we listening? And I truly believe that when we get the messages that the body is trying to tell us, we will accelerate our healing. My intention is to be out of this boot in a month. Normal time is six weeks. I'm setting the intention, high involvement, low attachment of being out in a month. I'll keep you posted. One more thing I wanted to share before I go into this call is a follow-up from a previous caller on the show. Do you remember episode 134 with Andrea about how to get an X out of your head? Well, if not, go back and listen. I got this email from her and I have permission to read it and I wanted to share it with all of you. So Andrea writes, I wanted to say thank you so much for the call. You have no idea how grateful I am to have had the guidance. I feel like a weight has been lifted. A lot of clarity came from journaling to that little girl I had no idea how hurt she was, but also how easy it was to reconnect and help her move through. I can honestly say, after a few short weeks, that X doesn't even pop into my head. And if he does, I know my inner child is being triggered and just needs to be heard. Overall, I feel more indifferent about him than I feel desire. And that I am so grateful for. I also want to let you know this has impacted all areas of my life from career to relationships. I feel the self love and understanding. So thanks again. Woohoo! Awesome, Andrea. I love and acknowledge you for taking the guidance on this call and applying it. It's one thing to get guidance that resonates and feels like a fit, it's another thing to actually apply it. And that's when change happens. So let's talk about today's call. It's incredibly tender and a powerful example of how beliefs that we form at a young age after a significant event can impact our lives, even decades later. In Expectation Hangover, my last book, I talk about how when an emotional reaction to something is rather extreme or seems rather out of proportion to what's actually happening in the moment, well, that's an indication that an old, unresolved wound is being triggered. This call with Stacey is a great example of that. As you're listening, consider, do you feel rather lost in life? Did you experience a loss or a tragedy at some point in your life, and perhaps you haven't quite moved into acceptance of it? do you feel like you know, really know who you authentically are? Are you aware that there is a past trauma or incident that you're still carrying around today? So much so that even if it was decades ago, it still brings up a lot of emotion. So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my call with Stacy. Stacey, welcome to the show. What's your question? So I have been feeling lost lately. I have been trying
1: to go the entrepreneur route, and I have been unsuccessful. And working a regular job doesn't make me feel all that comfortable. I mean, I could do it if I have to, but I don't know what else to do. I just feel lost in general.
0: Lost in all aspects of your life or lost in career? Career. Career. Okay. And what have you done up until now?
1: I have worked regular jobs. I was unemployed in October for a while. And then I tried, um, I started my own virtual assistant company. Mm-hmm. And I have one client, but it doesn't pay enough. Mm-hmm. And I uh, realized I have to go back to work to get a regular job because the bills aren't getting paid.
0: Right. So this feeling of being lost. Is that a familiar feeling to you in your life? Is this the first time you felt lost? Oh, no. Yeah.
1: So mm-hmm. I, I'd probably say yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about this theme of feeling lost in your life. How else does it show up? Um, it's
1: okay. I just want so much more out of life. Yeah. What do you
0: want out want of to life? Work mm-hmm. I want I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. And that pain that's coming up, that's not just from feeling lost in your career. That's decades and decades and decades of pain. So what is that sadness about? <sighs> ah, so
1: much. <laughs> um I just I want to be able to live my life and be financially free and help my family and take my daughter to school mm-hmm. um and when I was younger, um I lost my sister when I was nine, mm-hmm. and I mean after that i my parents stuck me in counseling Mhm, but I mean I was nine, I don't know. What they did, or if they did any counseling themselves,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I—I um, I feel like I kind of got a gift. Af- gift after that, I like—I always think of improving things and like new
0: inventions. Because mm-hmm. after that, I was only child. Uh, so. And what yeah. do you mean you got a gift after that? What do you mean by get gift?
1: I think that the ability to just like. Being able to see things and how I can improve it, Um, I I couldn't do that before my sister passed, was um, a a good thing or is a good thing. Like, I always know, you know, I I think of ways to improve stuff in my day-to-day life.
0: Okay. And why do you feel that's a gift?
1: Because I think that I can use it to better my life and other people's lives cuz cuz i, I, I kind of see it as i got it as a result of my sister passing
0: tell me more about that
1: about my sister passing or no, the way i
0: see it no about this belief system about the way you see it
1: i guess i've never really thought about it before um i think <clears throat> it's okay i think sometimes why was it her and not me mm-hmm. So I to do be really good with my life. Mm-hmm.
0: And why do you why do you think it would have been better off to be you? Was it a situation where you were together, and how how did she pass? She was on her
1: bike, and I was with some friends, and she was riding around the block, and some kids heard her. Fall off her bike, and then they looked, and she was laying in the street with her bike, and then she was rushed to the hospital. I guess, and I guess she had some brain swelling, mm-hmm. and my parents decided to take her off the, mm-hmm. the life support,
0: and, and then she passed away. Okay, okay, and you were nine. How old was she? Twelve. 12. And this thought, Stacy. why why her, not me? Where does that come from? Why do you think it would have been better to be you? I don't know. I mean,
1: I've really thought about that. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Did you ever tell your counselor that when you were younger? Do you remember? Um,
1: I don't remember. I just remember talking about or just talking and playing with toys.
0: Okay. Okay. So it was maybe like more like play therapy. And how old you said you have one child now? I have two. And how old are they? Uh, I have a son that's 20
1: and my daughter is 11.
0: 11. Okay. So she's around almost the age that your sister was when she passed. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, i pretty close to yeah.
0: you. Okay. So Obviously, it's been a while since this happened, if you already have a 20-year-old son, and there's still a lot of emotion, almost like it happened yesterday. Would you agree with that, that there's still a lot of emotion present? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And of course, your sister dying is never going to be something that you look back on and feel nothing, (laughs) What was your relationship like with her? Was she sort of your leader? Were you close? Did she protect you? What was your relationship like?
1: No, we were close. Um, <laughs> I was the uh, unruly one, and she was always <laughs> trying to keep me in line. And mm-hmm. um, I was the goofy one, and running around the neighborhood, and <clears throat> um, you know, looking goofy in pictures, and just doing you know, really on your stuff as a kid and she was a quiet and like you know, like to read and conservative one.
0: And how did you change after she died?
1: Uh before that I was would say more of a daddy's girl and then after that I gravitated more towards my mom.
0: And how did your goofiness change? Did that stay or did that change?
1: Um I I think it, it went away. I don't remember after that feeling like that anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I'm getting from you is that you made some very significant decisions and formed some very limiting beliefs at the age of nine that are impacting you today. And there's almost like a part of you that died with your sister. So what, if you can kind of go back in time to when this all happened and try to get into your nine-year-old brain, not your adult brain, what beliefs, decisions do you think you made about life, about who you needed to be, about the way things work? What decisions do you think you made at nine years old? My gone? I don't
1: understand it. Yeah. Um, How come I wasn't there with Mm her when the accident happened? Yeah. I have to be grown up now and be more responsible. Yeah. I remember after that, my dad took me camping, and he put me up on the table, and he just hugged me, and he... Uh, was sobbing mm-hmm. <laughs> and my mom I mean she talked about her but that was it
0: <clears throat> yeah I mean I, from my point of view losing a child is one of the most difficult human experiences to go through so your parents were probably so consumed with grief and so concerned with how to be with you at the same time And there's, there's no, there's no right way to handle that, right? And so they were doing the best they could. You were doing the best that you could. But here's, here's what I'm aware of today. You are still suffering so, 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 so much with this. Not only because she is gone, but because of the decisions you made and the beliefs that you have about why like you there's a part of you that thinks you don't deserve to be alive there's a part of you that thinks that you did something wrong by not being there and there's a part of part of you that has responsibility paired up with loss so no wonder you feel lost when it comes to being responsible having a career a job because anytime you feel responsible it unconsciously triggers this huge wound. Do you understand what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So how old are you now?
1: Well, I'm 40. In two weeks, I'll be 41.
0: Okay. So this has been a while. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not in any way, shape or form saying that your emotions aren't valid but I am reflecting to you, the you're, you're creating a lot of suffering for yourself by how you continue to hold this inside. Of course, you feel lost in your life. You're walking around every day with a huge loss. There ha- It sounds to me like you haven't gotten to acceptance. And I'm not saying that acceptance means, oh, my sister died and I'm fine with it. (laughs) Acceptance means I will never understand why. It will never make sense. But I'm letting go of my resistance to it. And how you're resisting it is through your beliefs like, it should have been me, not her. Now I have to be the responsible one. I don't deserve to be here. Why did this happen? And I would also guess there's probably a little bit of an anger or questioning about God. And so you've also adopted a way of life of, I've just got to do things on my own. The other shoe can drop at any moment. So if I'm walking around with all those beliefs, can you see why it's going to be hard to be successful at anything? And can you see why I would feel lost? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't even think about it that way.
0: So my question for you, Stacey, is what is the payoff to holding on to all this pain about your sister's death. What is the payoff?
1: Um uh, I don't know. I guess the way I see myself and the way my parents see me.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: I've had to I've had to kinda of adapt this persona mm-hmm. to to help them and to help me.
0: Right. But it's not your job to help them. And this this adaptive persona. So what's the payoff in that?
1: Well, so far nothing. Well, give <laughs> not me where I want to go.
0: Right. Well, there's always a payoff. There's always the payoff. It's almost like here's here's and you you tell me if this resonates with you because I don't want to put anything in your head that doesn't feel true. So just close your eyes and take a breath. So, do you think on some level to help your parents deal with their pain, you almost tried to become your sister to be more like her and less like you?
1: Um, possibly. I'm trying to think back to when I was nine years old it's kind of hard. Yeah, yeah, I just remember getting a lot quieter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely. Strong possibility.
0: Yeah. So if I'm walking around for 30 years, attempting to be more like someone I'm not, do you think I'd feel lost? Yeah. 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 So this isn't about finding a job. This is about finding yourself. Because it sounds to me like this kind of goofy, creative, free spirit and the authentic you went away. And as a little girl, seeing your parents in so much pain, you thought, oh, well, maybe if I'm more like my sister, that will help them. And I'm just going to be good and I'm just going to be a problem solver. And all your life, you've adapted a personality style that you thought would help navigate your pain and your parents' pain that hasn't been authentically you. And there's a little girl in there, nine and younger, before this tragedy happened that she's she's going to be the one that's going to lead you to the career and everything else that's most authentic for you. But in a lot of ways, you've got to give her permission to come back out And you've got to stop carrying around this, almost this punishment of yourself. Your sister's death was not your fault. And just because she died doesn't mean you don't deserve to live. And this emotion, like the emotion that you're feeling right now, if you could sum it up in one word or a sentence of like what feels most painful, what's bringing up all these tears, what would it be? I've had a hard time finding my place in this world. I understand. Because you were trying to replace somebody. Stacy. it's hard to find your place if you're trying to replace somebody else.
1: I don't feel like I fit anywhere.
0: Of course, because you've been trying to be somebody else. And you know what, Stacy? A lot of people feel that way. A lot of people feel that way. I've felt that way. And I felt that way until I really learned how to just be me and accept myself. And you've been carrying around this, you know, that belief, why her, not me? Oh, my gosh. That reinforces a very mm, non-accepting relationship with self. So this isn't about finding external conditions that make you feel comfortable. This is about accepting yourself and feeling comfortable from the inside out. Hmm. And I I I highly recommend getting into are you are you in any kind of therapy or counseling now?
1: Um well yes and no. Um my son has some mental health issues mm-hmm. he's had since he was uh, probably in the at least the fifth grade that that I think I'm aware of. So they want us to go to therapy with him, mm-hmm. but I haven't been able to lately. Uh, but as far as myself, no.
0: Okay. So, and again, I I don't want to minimize this this loss in any way, but that the the degree of the emotional reaction that's happening. Is incongruent with how much time has gone by, if that makes sense. Like you're really, really suffering. And to me, it's not just about the loss of your sister. It's almost about the loss of your own life for the past 30 years because you haven't been truly fully living. And I want to declare with you today is the first day of your life again. And today, you fully embrace being alive and today you let go permanently of that belief it should have been me not her or why not me why her i i can't emphasize enough it will never make sense to your logical mind we cannot understand the why of things like this but we can move into what's the most loving way for me to move forward because I bet if your sister was here right now and I asked her, Do you want Stacy to continue suffering and almost be alive but not living? I guarantee she'd say no. <laughs> yeah. So this really comes back to becoming your rediscovering yourself again. So how do I do that? Well, I do think you need help because this is still a big um you sort of get lost in your emotions of it, right? So finding a, a really good counselor that doesn't keep you in the victim response to it and the and the sadness that helps you move through the stages of grief in a way that moves you into acceptance so that you can come to peace with this and so that you can really be alive again. And also, the biggest thing that, that I'm sensing is that there was a, you know, cause when we're, when we're little, we make decisions that sometimes make not a lot of sense to the adult brain, but to a little kid, they make sense. And what I was saying earlier about seeing your parents sad and seeing them struggle, it's almost like you, you tried to replace her. You tried to be more like her to see if that would help and less like you. And that's what I feel is creating this lost feeling inside of you because you lost your orientation to who you are. And then the other thing is this overwhelming sense of responsibility that you felt since you were nine is paired up with loss and tragedy. So anytime you go out and you feel responsible, it it triggers that. And so it just feels really heavy. So there's a big part of you that just doesn't want to feel responsible. So no wonder work has been so hard to come by. And then on top of that, we've got, I don't deserve to live. I don't deserve to be here. Why her, not me, which impacts your worthiness. So I would really put out to the universe. Pray if if prayer is something that resonates with you, that you find your teachers, the the books, the works, whatever, that will help you move through this because you do need some help. There's a lot wrapped up in this. And I'm not saying, oh, Stacey, you're, you're a lost cause. Don't hear <laughs> that. Don't hear that because this whole lost thing, you're not lost. You're not lost. You just had a major tragedy in your life that catalyzed some belief systems that have gotten you here. But the wonderful thing about the human spirit, mind, and soul is that we can shift our beliefs. We can heal. We can find ourselves again. Sometimes we just need a little help, and this call with me today is a good start did this illuminate some things that maybe you were not aware of?
1: Oh, very much so.
0: Okay. And can you oh, see, yeah. can you see how you need to well there's there's an opportunity for you to connect with that little 9-year-old girl inside of you and help her update some of her beliefs? Cuz she really needs to know yeah. that she deserves to be here and she really needs to know that she does not need to replace her sister. And she really needs to know that who she is, that goofy, free spirit, that she gets to come back. That she gets to live again. (laughs) How do you feel now? Yeah. A little better. Still sad, but better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what I want you to do after we hang up with the sadness is... I want you to write a letter to that little nine-year-old girl and tell her all the things she really needs to hear about that time in her life. So many of the things that I've said, it wasn't her fault. There's nothing she could have done. It's not her job to take care of her parents. She doesn't need to replace her sister. All those things. I need you to write her a letter so that she starts to really feel loved and understood and nurtured and cared for. Can you do that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Any final questions? Um, Should I just
1: look for any therapist or specialty therapist?
0: Well, first I I would sort of put it out there to the universe, like, you know, Show me, show me, like, lead me. (laughs) And I would, I would start asking around and trust that the right person will come in. And you might have to talk to a couple therapists. Um, also, like, I would suggest sharing with them what you learned on this call, perhaps asking them to listen to it. And if, you know, it's, it's when it comes to things like this for you, Stacey, and for everybody listening, it really comes, we have to really resonate with what the person is saying. That's why I said to you, before I said some of the things, I really want you to listen and see if this feels true to you. You know, Don't let me put ideas in your head that don't feel true to you. And so far, it sounds like what I've been saying has been resonating. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. So if that's true, you want to find somebody that... Continues where we've, where we're going to leave off today, right? Because I just illuminated a lot for you. And you want to be able to share that with the therapist who gets it and who is like, okay, that makes sense. I understand this is our work. So with any, with any kind of therapist or counselor, you really want to feel like a team, right? You really want to feel like you're working together. Did you feel that with me today? Like we were working together to uncover some of this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Rather. Yeah. F- and I felt that way in my uh, work with my son, trying to find therapists for him too. So good. I get what you mean about trying. Yeah, trying yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be with you and you know, yeah. The way you feel.
0: Beautiful. And what you just said, you sounded so empowered. So trust that part of you that found the therapist for your son. That same part of that you will find the best guide to help you with this.
1: And then hopefully after that, more of my life will be easier.
0: <laughs> well, it's not about, it's not about it necessarily being easier. It's just, you know, when, when we know who we are and we're living from that place, um, there's just more clarity. You know, like I wouldn't say my life is quote unquote easier. Um, it's, it's just different more, more, um, the challenges are more growth opportunities than they are massive obstacles. Does that make sense?
1: Growth is in personal growth or yeah.
0: outward growth? Both. Well, any personal growth <laughs> leads to outward growth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so here's, you know, we just, we just did a lot on this call. It's really important for you right now after we hang up, to connect with that little girl. Connect with your nine-year-old because you're good at connecting back with your sister and feeling her. What needs some extra attention is not connecting to her, but connecting to your little nine-year-old, the little nine-year-old girl, you, little Stacy. <laughs> okay? Okay. Will you okay. do that? And I am just yeah. wrapping you and that little one up And just so much love and compassion, and just giving you such a big hug, and just reminding you that you deserve to be here. You deserve to be alive, and you deserve to be 100% authentically you. Thank you. Thank you, Stacy, so much for your vulnerability. And this call was another example of how the initial question was just an entryway into what was really up for us to deal with and talk about. As I'm coaching someone, I stay really present and listen and ask a lot of questions. And it's not until I feel a strong inner yes as to what we need to work with that I go down that road. I realized Stacy asked me about her career, but I was just feeling that wasn't what we were supposed to talk about. You know, we never really got to that, but if I had coached her on career strategy, it would have been rather pointless because at the root of her struggle were some deep limiting beliefs and unhealed wounds. And until those are resolved, giving her career tips would have been like putting a Band-Aid on a fractured foot. So how did we get to the root? Well, first I asked her when she said she was feeling lost, if it was a familiar feeling, if it was the first time she felt lost. She said no, and so I asked her to tell me more about this theme of feeling lost. So as we were talking about this feeling of being lost, immediately emotion came forward. She said she wanted so much more out of life, and she wanted to be able to live her life. So upon listening and learning more about Stacy and her life, this was actually a very revealing comment in terms of what we got to in the rest of the call. Stacy was not really upset about her career, All that emotion that was coming forward was a result of feeling like she hadn't really been living for years. Of course she felt lost. As we discovered, she was half alive and trying to replace someone else. So let's break down this call a little more. She talked about getting a gift from her sister's death of being a problem solver, but there was a bit of a misperception in that. As we continued talking, one of the most massive burdens she's been carrying around came up. She said, why her, not me? This is what opened up so much sadness that stacy has been carrying around for decades. I didn't ask this during the call, but in re-listening to it, I wish I would have asked, have you ever said that out loud? Like, how often have you said, I wish it would have been me, not her? I get the sense that it's a burden she's kept inside for a really long time, which has perpetuated a feeling of being undeserving and possibly even a bit of an addiction to suffering because on some level she almost felt guilty for being the one who got to live. Then, to add to that, we got to the discovery that Stacy tried to replace her sister. From my point of view, this was a really important thing for Stacy to see, but only if it resonated with her. I was feeling very strongly based on what she said, that as a nine-year-old little girl who saw her parents struggle so much with her sister's death that she decided to be more like her sister to try to help her parents with their grief. Now, as an adult, of course, we know that we can't replace someone or take away someone's pain but a nine-year-old could indeed form that kind of belief. She even said in the call that she stopped being the goofy, free-spirited little girl she had been and became more serious. So there was definitely a switch that got flipped there. Today, now at 41, Stacy is walking around, first of all, feeling on some level guilty for being alive and also not being herself because she tried to take the place of somebody else decades ago. No wonder she felt lost. So my primary job on this call was to be aware that the level of emotion she was feeling was not really appropriate to the topic we were discussing. I'm in no way minimizing the loss of her sister. However, it happened 30 years ago, and her emotional response was as if it happened more recently, which told me she had not fully processed it. You see, there's what happens and there's what we make it mean. What happened is that Stacy's sister died in a tragic, awful, unexpected accident that will never make sense. The natural response to that, the human response, is to feel grief and to go through those stages of grief and eventually rise at acceptance. But you could hear from the emotion that was coming up, she had not arrived at acceptance. And that was because of what she made her sister's death mean. She made it mean she didn't deserve to live, that it wasn't fair why her not me and that she had to become someone else. And because of that, because of what she made it mean, she was suffering so, 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 so much, not about her sister's death, but about the decisions and beliefs she formed around it that were just perpetuating the pain. Again, I'm not diminishing the loss of her sister. I am not saying her emotions are not valid, but it's time she lets go of the resistance to accepting it so she can let go of the adaptive persona she developed because of it. For Stacy, this time of finding something to get out of feeling lost is not about finding a job. It's about finding herself, reconnecting with that goofy, creative, free spirit that died nine years ago. The little girl pre-tragedy is going to be the one that leads her back to herself, but stacy has got to give her permission to come out and let go of the punishment, give her permission to be herself again, and to also know that her sister's death was not her fault. And just because she died doesn't mean that you, Stacy, don't deserve to live. The final thing I'll say before I get to some takeaways is that this session really showed that time does not heal all wounds, which is why sweeping something under the rug or just trying to be strong or distract yourself or spiritual bypass your way out of a difficult event does not work. When expectation hangovers happen, meaning something doesn't go according to plan or you're disappointed or life throws you an unexpected, often tragic curveball, feel and deal and heal. Don't wait years or decades later. Some takeaways for you. With grief, go through the stages. And if you're having trouble getting to acceptance, look at what you're making, whatever it is you're grieving about mean. Even if you did not have a loss in your life like Stacy did, do you think that somewhere along your life, you developed a persona or a way of being that was not authentic to you? to get love or acceptance or validation or to ease someone else's pain. If so, it is time to rediscover yourself, to reconnect to that little boy or little girl inside of you. Have them show you the way a bit. Also get help, get a guide. Like I said to Stacey, she does need some kind of trained professional at this point in her life to help her overcome so much of what she's dealing with here. And finally, if you notice your emotional reaction to something is a bit out of proportion to what's actually happening, for example, maybe you didn't get a job you applied for, but you find yourself absolutely devastated, consider that's triggering something much deeper from your past that you never dealt with. Get Expectation Hangover, my last book. It will help. And before I sign off, I want to remind you of my masterclass that's coming up June 30th and July 1st in San Diego. This is a two-day workshop for how to become masterful and profitable about building your business. This is especially for health and life coaches, yoga practitioners, therapists, anyone in the service-based industry. This is going to be a great weekend for you. So if you want more information about that, you can email jill at christinehasler.com or go to christinehasslercom slash coach training, and we will make sure to put that in the show notes as well. All right, everybody, that's the show for this week. Much love and many blessings. Thank Until you for listening time. to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at Christinehassler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at Christinehassler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.